Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 144 of View to Kill. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. The episode title makes no sense. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Why does it not make any sense? I feel like it... I mean, we're talking about views, and we're talking about views that are killer. So, a view to kill. It's a James Bond movie. Get over yourself. I mean, I don't think you're allowed to kill from any view in Walt Disney World, or or America, for for that matter, Pete. I liked the view from here, or a view of the magic, or, you know, something that didn't involve murder. I mean, I think it's killing in a, like, a metaphorical sense. Pete... We can't do that in 2020. We can't say those kind of things. Sorry I'm not as woke as you. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about killer views at Walt Disney World. Any snide comments? Anything to say? Or I'm going to let that one ride. Okay. Tom, you got you got anything to say before we get rolling here? Or are you just going to stand silent I'm, in the corner? No, I think I'm just ready for us to, to do this thing. Okay. Well, let's do it. Uh, before we get into the topic for tonight, let's pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, guys, let's talk about... uh the best views at Walt Disney World. Well, I, I guess I'll start here. Um, this is an attraction that we don't really care for outside of this view, but um, Astro Orbiter, I think, is one that you know everyone can appreciate the view. Maybe not the ride, or um, you know, how long it takes to get to the ride, or all of those kind of extra extra things. But Astro Orbiter does have a great view. I mean, you can see all of Tomorrowland, a lot of the Magic Kingdom. You can see for a good distance. Yeah, and I, and I think I kind of want to frame this up because we're not only going to talk about attraction views, we just we just kind of have an assortment of various views. So this is going to be like a smorgasbord of views. There's going to be no rhyme or reason, but Matt, I agree, I agree with you. Astro Orbiter does have a really good view, and that's the only redeeming quality of Astro Orbiter, in my opinion. I agree. Now, the view from Astro Orbiter is kind of duplicated on... People mover though, right? I mean, you get a lot of the same. Now you're not as high up in the air, obviously, so you don't get quite as good a view. But you do still get the uh, the grand tour of Tomorrowland from 
from the uh, People Mover. And the People Mover is actually a good attraction, unlike uh, the rubbish that is Astro Orbiter. Did we really not have People Mover on here? I think Pete just added that ad lib, and I was looking for it. We didn't have it on here. Wow. Yeah, we didn't have People Mover on here. And and as a reminder, People Mover is still down for refurbishment right now. But People Mover doesn't give you quite the aerial. I mean, you're not going to get. Well, I guess you do still get some views of you get you get good views of of what will be Tron. Um, just obviously not from the the height that you get from Astro Orbiter, but you are Astro Orbiter spins pretty quick, and I've that's like one attraction that I've always kind of felt sick getting off of. Um, so that's uh that's a good a good view. Another attraction view that I think is severely underrated, but you have to be sitting in the correct spot if you're in the first row or maybe the second row on Expedition Everest, you get incredible views of, of Animal Kingdom, Pandora, as you're doing the initial climb. But then when the track runs out, if you're looking in the right direction, you can see a ton uh, from Di- around Disney. And, and you're right. You do have to be in the, uh, in the correct spot. Because if you're in the, uh, in the back of the uh, car, the back of the car, the back of the train, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you're not going to get those views. You really only get them maybe the second row, but I maybe really only the first row. You can see uh you can kind of see out uh out, out of there. And Pete, this is one that that I I feel really confident in discussing on seating because we obviously we obviously sat <laughs> on every almost every row of this attraction one morning in Animal Kingdom. And what, on our, what, what, what would we do? Thirteen times at a time, or thirteen times in a row? Was that our? Uh... It. W- I don't know if we hit double digits. It was seven or nine. I'm confident. Maybe we hit ten. But, and, and our last trip, we actually were on the first row just by complete random. We we didn't request it. The way they're doing, you know, the queue now with obviously with with everything related to to COVID, uh, they don't always give you the row you request. And we just got lucky and got the first row and, and a great view. And and Pete. My wife and I sat behind you guys, I think, and I could still see everything from the second row. And got soaking wet because it was pouring down rain on this uh, on this ride, which was actually kind of awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why I don't know why it made it more awesome, but it did. You know, just getting. I, I mean, I guess it was raining so hard. I'm like, there's no way they're going to run this attraction. And then we t- and then we took off and we started going. That that was my big fear was that. Yeah, we we sat down. It started pouring, and they were like, "All right, see ya," and then we, and we just went. I mean, to the point where it was raining hard enough where it, it didn't really feel good getting hit in the face with those raindrops. One of my best memories of all time and a view that I had on my phone for a long time was the very first time I rode Expedition Everest. I was in the front row, and I had an old phone I didn't really care about, so I actually videotaped the ride the entire time. And um, I thought it was always really cool to, you know, just go backwards because, like, we actually captured, you know, my response to going backwards and not really knowing it was going to happen um, for the first time. So, but that, that view right there is really cool where you start to go backwards. All right, let's go to a, uh, let's go to a restaurant now that I, I think has one of the best views at, at Walt Disney World. Unfortunately, that's really all the restaurant has going for it. And that is San Angel Inn at the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. Look, this is this is Walt Disney World's Blue Bayou, right? But the ride sucks that it's overlooking and the food sucks. So I guess it's not really Blue Bayou. 
Well, you know, I will agree in the sense that the food is not not very good, but I, I truthfully really enjoy riding uh, three Caballeros, and but it's from, no Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, no, but I mean, it's not it's not supposed to be. If if they retheme this to a cocoa attraction, think about what they did in Norway. You know, I think this will have huge weights in the future. But the view from from your where you're going to dine from is what we're focused on here, and the view itself is is actually a really neat view. And and on that note of restaurants, this one could be a stretch. So you guys are going to have to say yay or nay. Could we say that Coral Reef has some some good views? I, mean, it's, I think it's, it's got a good view. You. I mean, if if we're gonna go with the, uh, you know, we've got we've got Sanaa on here also, and I think if we're gonna include that, then yeah, absolutely, we include Coral Reef. Yeah, so Coral Reef, I think it's important you get a tank table if you want the full experience there and the full best view. But I mean, it, really, anywhere you sit in there, I mean, you just don't want to be like in the back row. And there's another restaurant I'll, I'll talk about with views at some point. There's a couple more restaurants we'll talk about with views, but. Yeah, Coral Reef has a has a really unique view. Only place in Disney World you can you can dine with the fish. And you know, they could have done they could have done a Finding Nemo meet and greet here. They could have done our character meal. They could have done something with Little Mermaid here because it does fit the under the sea kind of theme. They really could still go with a choose your own uh, choose your own meal kind of thing. We're not that's, that's sick, Pete. That's sick. <laughs> you know what you know what the best view was? The best view was when you actually had um, divers in the tank and people that would give you happy birthdays and happy anniversaries and stuff like that. That was the best view. Not many people have seen that view, but it did exist. Um, what, what I haven't was, done what this was that one song yet. from The Little Mermaid, Le, Le Poisson? They could they could sing that with the with the chef cooking the little fish. That'd be fun. Or no? Um, I don't I don't You're know if sick. I really want them. Don't I don't know if I want them to do that feat. Um, now, the song's fun. Now, anyway, um, let's um, let's do let's talk about one I haven't done yet that I do want y'all's take on. Um, y'all, I saw that y'all put the Skyliner on here, and I can only imagine that's awesome. Let's tell the listeners a little bit what they should expect. I think the Skyliner, the views are pretty pretty strong. Uh, pr- pretty strong on the views on the Skyliner. There's only one real concern I have with it, or not concern, an issue concern. When you come into the to Epcot Skyliner Station, you essentially see the behind the scenes on France and Ratatouille, and I don't mean you get to overlook the land because that's all well and dandy. I mean you get to see some of the construction that went into it, and it just takes a little bit of the magic away for me personally. But you you do get good views of, of Epcot as you're coming in. You get good views of the boardwalk. Uh, you get good views of Caribbean Beach. Riviera, uh, Pop Century, Art of Animation, you're kind of in between those. And uh, Hollywood Studios, obviously. You're, you're coming into the parking lot at Hollywood Studios, give or take. You're, you're right past the bus area. But you do get a nice view of, you know, Tower of Terror from a distance. You can see a little bit back to Galaxy's Edge. And so that's uh, that's neat. And then you get to see how massive the parking lot actually is. I've got the same, I've got the same issue with it that, that you do. I, I, I like the Skyliner, but... You do see those backstage areas, you know, and and I don't know what what can be done to disguise that. There's there's really nothing that they could do to disguise that, but it's but it's clear that when they 
you know, when they were building these areas, they didn't plan on having somebody overhead overlooking them, right? There's, there's no disguising the backstage areas from overhead. And again, I don't, I don't know that anything could be done to disguise them. And, and I guess I have the same problem with, with Galaxy's Edge right now. Just, just riding into Hollywood Studios, when you see Galaxy's Edge from inside Galaxy's Edge, it looks absolutely amazing. But when you see it from the back and you see like how short the little spires are and, you know, they're basically just propped up with sticks, like it, it, it takes some of the magic away to be able to see those backstage areas. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously with Galaxy's Edge, the, what you see from the road, you, you don't, uh, you don't see, uh, you don't see Galaxy's Edge backstage from the Skyliner, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I hate seeing back. I hate seeing backstage Disney, but I understand that there's really no other. There's no other way to do it. So another one that that's probably near near and dear to my heart, and it's because it was kind of giving you a sneak peek into something. Slinky Dog Dash. One, I enjoy the attraction, so that's that's an ultimate check. But two, the views here are pretty underrated, and then the view of Galaxy's Edge specifically, especially when it wasn't open. You know, there are, there are a couple different times you get a glance into Galaxy's Edge. And, I mean, I know I, did, I, I didn't even focus on Slinky Dog Dash the times that I was, when Galaxy's Edge wasn't open because I was trying to see what I could see inside. The first time that we read, rode Slinky Dog Dash, it was that Sunday at, at Hollywood Studios. Because, again, it was a half-day park. We went for half a day just to go ride Slinky Dog. And, yeah, that's all I was doing the whole ride was trying to get a look into Galaxy's Edge. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, why don't I take this away from a traditional attraction and let's talk about the Liberty Bell Riverboat. Um, this is another one where there are some things in, in Magic Kingdom and other parts of the park and the property that you don't really normally see. Um, I think this one's pretty fun. As it wouldn't be in the top of my list, but it's definitely one that I recommend everybody um, makes a point to try and, and get to if you can. So this is one I haven't done in years, and I really don't know what to uh, what to say about it. I mean, I remember all the views, I know all the views, but I can't act like I did this on my last trip. And it's it's the be on end all something I can't wait to do when I go to Disney World. It, now that it's under refurbishment, I will not have that opportunity while I have my annual passes. I do not suspect. I think one of the things about this particular part of or this attraction, the you know, Liberty. <clears throat> the Liberty Bell Riverboat, it kind of reminds me of um, the train that you can take around Magic Kingdom. I mean, you see some things that are similar, you know, behind the scenes, you see different little props that, you know, you don't normally see unless you get on this particular attraction. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking about like Indian camps and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think it's kind of similar. I think that, you know, it's one of those things that you haven't seen all of Disney until you've done both of those attractions. Sorry to cut you off, Pete. No, that you're fine. I, you know, I, I, I'd agree with, with having the, uh, having the, the train on there. And that's something that I haven't done in years and obviously can't do it now, but, uh, but you're right. You, you do get some views of the park that you otherwise wouldn't get. And you do see some things that, uh, that otherwise you wouldn't see. And I, I'm, look, I'm okay with you putting Liberty Bell on here. As long as you don't put that God awful ferry from the transportation and ticket center to, uh, to magic kingdom on here. All I'll say is this, the ferry is more reliable than one of the things we have on here is the best view. 
What's the yeah, next? Yeah, that, that's the mon. That's the monorail, right? I mean, the the views from the monorail. I mean, guys, my first memory of Disney World is is being on the monorail coming through the Contemporary. Like that's that's the earliest memory of of Walt Disney World that I have is is coming through the Contemporary on the monorail and taking that monorail into Magic Kingdom and taking that monorail into Epcot. Yeah, I mean that's that's an experience and it's definitely a view. I think that it has to be on the list. Yeah, I mean so the monorail going through the middle of the contemporary and then I, another underrated part of the monorail I think is the drop off points at both Grand Floridian and Polynesian. It puts you in a different place than when if you if you just walk up to the resort from the parking lot for one, but it just kind of throws you all into the theming of that resort. I mean you, you're not going to mistake where you are. I, I love the, the monorail ride over Epcot. Yeah. It, yeah, it, the loop it, around know, when they kind of take you through Future World of, at Epcot. Because yeah. because, yeah. Because, yeah, you go through – I mean, you go through the whole park before you get off the monorail, essentially. It's a good way, it's a good way to judge uh, the crowd level and what you're going to have to deal with that day. Let's talk about another one really quick. It kind of goes on the, the monorail loop. But just the views you get from the from the Disney bus routes, whether you're going park to park or park to resort or resort to um, Disney Springs, you do see a lot of the the property. Which you know, if you if you were to stay at the Contemporary, you know, there's a chance you're not seeing a whole lot of Disney property. I mean, you can you're taking the monorail to to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and that might be the only parks you go to. Um, so I think that you know, just take take a take a, a trip around on the buses. I mean, we use the buses a lot. Like we use the buses even when we're not staying on Disney property because it's a good way to move around. But it's also a good way to see see parts of Disney that aren't the park. It, let and let me go on a little bit of a rant. And I I'm not comparing. So the Disney buses obviously are are very different right now. They're they're. There's not a ton of great modes of transportation at Disney World just due to how many people they can load onto these transportation routes. So everything I say has nothing to do with currently is going on at Disney. But I'll tell you, when we first went back to Disney, I don't know, 20 – I obviously, it, you know, through certain years, could, didn't go to Disney or whatever. Once my wife and I could, could swing a trip to Disney, it was maybe 2015, and we stayed in Disney Springs area, and we went over and hopped on a bus – just to ride the bus to Magic Kingdom to hop on the monorail. I was appalled at everyone on their cell phones on the bus. They missed every view. And I have keep in mind, at this point, I hadn't been to Disney in, you know, five, six, seven years, maybe something like that. And so it was all kind of new to me. I haven't seen anything in a while. And I, I could I didn't want to look at my phone ever. But it, it frustrates me as we talk about views at Disney and, and the bus routes, you do see a lot of property outside of the parks. But everyone's on their cell phone or everyone is just beaten from their day at Disney. And, you know, if you're taking a little snooze, I'm not going to not going to knock you for that. But if you're just on your phone, just looking at Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you can do that anywhere. You can do that when you get home. You can do that when you're laying in bed at your hotel or about to go to bed. But you can't I mean, you can't take back some of the stuff you can see on these Disney bus routes, even the monorail, the Skyliner. It's all the same. All of these Disney modes of transportation have great viewing potential. But I feel like. Everyone's on their phone. And Pete, I, I can tell you on our trip, none of us are really on our phone because our most recent trip, we have fast passes. There's no fast passes, rather. We were just enjoying each other's company. I mean, half the group had never seen the Skyliner. So that was kind of neat in and of itself. And I, I don't know. I just get frustrated with missing all the views at Disney World. And, and on our our big week-long trip, I'm, I'm making a, 
a promise to myself that I'm going to, I'm going to live by it. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to try to notice some of the little small details of Disney all throughout, not just the big major views. Rant over. Well, since you started this rant, I'm going to continue it because I, I agree with you. I think that people, and it's not just riding the buses, riding the monorail, riding the Skyliner. You see it, I mean, walking through the parks. There's people that are walking through Disney World on their cell phone, right? I mean, standing in line, it just, it, it, I don't understand it. Like, look, I understand if you've got a phone call you've got to take, if you've got an email you've got to answer, whatever, but constantly being on your phone and just completely ignoring your surroundings, I, I just, it blows my mind that you're paying $100 a day, essentially, to go sit on your phone. Yeah. Um, before we get off to some Disney routes and, you know, buses and Skyliner and all of that, I got to say, I think one of the best views is actually coming through the gates when you get to Disney World. When you go through the arches, that's a really good view, like knowing you, you're crossing into Disney World. Um, let's talk about, let's see where I want to go here. I'm going to play, play host here. Um, we haven't talked about a ton of restaurants. So what do y'all think about um, the Boathouse at Disney Springs? I think that has a really good view. So the, the Boathouse is, is really unique because there's it's obviously a, a place you can get a reservation and eat at. They have a bar you can sit at inside that does offer some limited views. But there is a dock that kind of wraps around almost like behind to the side of it on a much lower level. It's still considered Boathouse. Pete, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's where, that's where we were uh... – when after we got dinner at Polite Pig, we went over to Boathouse and sat out on the dock. And it's, I mean, it's a legit dock in that the boats come by and rock the dock. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and there are boats that are docked there permanently. Um, if I if I'm correct, Pete, it's a pretty awesome view, and you really get, you know, you just can get immersed in Disney Springs and and the Boathouse itself. It's it's probably a place that I will will try to spend some time at before the annual pass that I have expires. Now, when when we were sitting there, it was raining, so we couldn't see uh, really anything, you know, out across the lake or or anything like that. And really, you know, across the lake, you've got a parking lot, depending on where you are, and then um, and there a resort right there on the other side of the lake. You've got Saratoga Springs over there. Saratoga Springs, yeah, Saratoga Springs is over there. So we couldn't we couldn't really see that, but uh, but in the daytime you you certainly can. You know you're you're very close to Saratoga Springs at that point. So yeah, good good atmosphere out there. Again, when we went, it was nighttime and it was raining, and so we were kind of huddled under an umbrella. But it is a really nice outdoor dock, and yeah, you're absolutely right. There's boats permanently docked there. Uh, I mean, people store their boats there, as far as I as far as I know. But they do have the um, what are they called the amphicars or whatever that that they'll take you out in that uh, that you get on right there too, uh, right on the other side of uh, Jock Lindsay's right there. So I'm gonna throw this one out here just to get it out of the way. Um, if you have listened to this podcast at all recently, you know that Pete stayed at Bay Lake Tower recently. So Pete, tell us about one of your favorite views at Bay Lake Tower. The $1,300 a night hotel room where just VIPs stay. So so my favorite view actually at, at Bay Lake Tower was not in our hotel room. Um, top Now, Top of the World Lounge was closed. 
Top of the World Lounge does look out over Bay Lake, uh, but, but we were not able to get in there because it was closed. My favorite view, and we were on the uh, on the 16th floor of Bay Lake Tower, which is the top floor. One of the coolest views I've ever seen. I, we rode the elevator up to the 16th floor, elevator doors open, and boom, there's Space Mountain right there. Like, I mean, literally, you look out the window, and it, it feels like you can reach out and touch it. It's so close. So just, I mean... Just a really incredible view of of Tomorrowland, right right in front of your hotel, and Cine- and Cinderella Castle as well comes into view here. And while we're talking about Bay Lake Tower, I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about a restaurant in the Contemporary, and that is California Grill. And I I kind of teased this earlier when I said depending on where you sit in Coral Reef, you'll have a better view, better experience. California Grill is very similar. I would request a window seat if I could do it over again. I think I thought we were going to get a window seat and, and we just, we didn't, whatever. That, that's fine. No biggie. Um, obviously a lot of people request those and that's where a lot of people want to sit. Part of me, like if you sit in the middle of the restaurant, you can see out of all the windows pretty much. So you can kind of see, you know, you can see Hollywood studios, you can see magic kingdom, Epcot, but if you get a window seat, particularly close, you may have a, just a better view of all that. So there's not really a bad view in the restaurant, at least that I experienced or have experienced, but uh, California Grill obviously is is a great place to watch fireworks. It's a great place to have dinner when the sun's going down, and uh, overall, just a, an awesome awesome dinner experience with an awesome view. And I I do want to make a point here, just going back to Bay Lake real quick. Tom, I mean, you remember the view from the elevator, so you're you're overlooking kind of the backside of of Magic Kingdom there. But you didn't really see any backstage areas, right? And and so this to me speaks of a time where Disney paid attention to stuff like that. They didn't just throw stuff in and not pay attention to the sight lines. You know, there's trees blocking the backstage areas. I mean, yeah, you can see Main Street, you can see Cinderella Castle, you can see Spaceship, or uh, you can see Space Mountain. God, a lot of space themed uh, things at Disney World. But you don't see any backstage areas. It's all it's all screen and and yeah, Magic Kingdom has Utilidors, so there are not as many backstage areas, but they still do exist. Yeah, you, you don't see them at least from that angle, and I don't know. I mean, is that is it because Contemporary was built around the same time as Magic Kingdom, so they plan for those. I mean, Bay Lake Tower certainly was built afterwards, but it isn't the same general area and location. But definitely, definitely interesting. Um, let's see. Changing gears, we just did a, a couple, a couple restaurants. Let, let's. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple pavilions in Epcot that I think just kind of have stunning views. Uh, so I, I think as you're making your way around the World Showcase, the first one that jumps out to me is probably Japan. Uh, J- Japan's view is is awesome. Looking across World Showcase at Spaceship Earth, there's often a, a Disney Photo Pass individual there to help you. Um, and maybe I, maybe if I get these out of order, don't hold it against me. But Morocco also has an, a very good view as you look back over the Seven Seas Lagoon and toward Mexico. The UK has a pretty big time view sitting outside. I mean, Pete, we sat outside of Rose and Crown. It was just unbelievably hot, but the view was nice. If there was any semblance of a breeze, we, we probably would have been in a, a pretty money spot. Those are a couple of pavilions that jump out. China actually has an okay view as you look across Seven Seas Lagoon. There are some spots to eat in China 
And uh, I think America would have an awesome view if they didn't have that stage right there, which which obviously plays you know has great shows. So I'm not really complaining, but that is uh, that's another part of the World Showcase I think could really stand out. So in summary, I had a lot of it. I had China, I liked. I like Japan. I like Morocco, and I like the UK. I think that's go. I think that's par for the course, though. Um, you know, I think that it's hard to kind of distinguish those those parts around the World Showcase, and yeah, good guys, go check them out. They're great views. So another ride we've got on here, and this is a really really brief view, but it is a good view. It does give you the opportunity to see a lot of uh, a lot of Magic Kingdom, and that's the top of Splash Mountain. So in in the split split second that you were on top of Splash Mountain, or if the ride breaks down, you know, the couple of minutes that you're stuck up there, you do get the opportunity to, uh, to look around. I don't, I don't really ever find that I have the time to do it. Uh, unless the fireworks were going on, then I would kind of pay attention to, uh, to what was going on. Well, for me, like during the fireworks, you know, I, I tried to always time being on Splash Mountain during the, during the fireworks because there are different parts of the ride that are outdoors that are high, you know, high up that you can actually watch the fireworks or in the, in the day, you back in the day, you could watch parades as well. It's not all about that, that view right before the drop. It's still a great one. And looking down into the briar patch will always kind of give you, give you chills. And, you know, just looking, to, looking across the you know, adventure land is fun. Um, or frontier land, I should say, and down into um, Liberty Square. But, yeah, I don't think it's just the top. I think there's just different time of day when you're riding this attraction. You see different things. And for me, the the fireworks and the parades were my favorite times to have this view. Yeah, Matt hit the nail on the head. I, I, if if Pete didn't mention it and Matt didn't mention it, I was going to talk about how cool it was to see a nighttime parade kind of going throughout Magic Kingdom at Splash Mountain at night. There are various times you, you peek out. I think very early on the attraction where you pop out, you can get a really good view of Magic Kingdom. And then obviously the, the big finale there. Uh, late on the attraction, the final drop. But Splash Mountain has iconic views. It's it's obviously a favorite attraction of ours, and the views certainly uh, certainly enhance that. Another attraction that that just has a ridiculous view is Tower of Terror, and it's one of those split second ridiculous views because it's all about how long are you going to be held up there with the doors open. Right now. You get, I mean, I don't want to say right now. I mean, since Galaxy's Edge come into play, you can see Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, and all of Hollywood Studios. It's probably the best view at Hollywood Studios. And I really, there's nothing that competes with it. I mean, Slinky Dog has a neat view, but it doesn't compete with the, just the the sheer amount of ground you cover when uh, you're up there at the top of Tower of Terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, Yeah, I, I obviously, I love Tower of Terror. I think that, um, you know, the Earful Tower was amazing to see. Um, and I, you can't see that anymore, can you guys? It's the earful, earful tower is gone. Yeah, um, I, I remember. I remember hearing that, and I remember going last time and not seeing it. But that, I mean, I, I guess I'm going back on like you know past memories and like things that I did enjoy seeing from the top of Tower of Terror. But I think one of the most fun things is like when the door opens and you get a quick glimpse, and it's just a drop, and then it's going up and down, and you get to see you know drops. And you just never know when you're going to drop again. So every every view is unique on Tower of Terror for me, which is one one of the reasons that it, it's so much fun. Yep. No, I agree. So let's let's go back to uh and we can hit kind of these two restaurants together because they are very similar. And that is uh Toledo at Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs 
and then Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera. Both these are located on the uh, on the top floor of their respective resorts. I have not been to Toledo, but I have been to Topolino's Terrace, and uh, the the views from the top of Topolino's Terrace were pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I stepped out on Topolino's Terrace actually, which is it's kind of something I regret at the moment. Uh, but and I, and I have not been to Toledo either, Coronado Springs. I would assume it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic view. And I, I think that's kind of why we, why we had it listed. Um, I can talk about a restaurant though in an area kind of together um, that that I was in, and I have I've recently eaten at Sanaa, and that is of course um, over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, where where you do have some good views of the Savannah. There, I'll first talk about Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, obviously, I highly recommend everyone going to the lobby of Animal Kingdom Lodge, spend some time right outside in the area where you can see the Savannah. And spend some time just in the resort itself. As far as Sanaa is concerned, there were probably views to be had that we just didn't see. Because our dinner reservation was at 8.50. And that was a little bit by design so we could spend more time in the park and have time to get ready for dinner. We had a table smack dab in the middle of the restaurant. So we weren't near a window to even kind of put your hands on the window and see. But... Sanaa is known for its views, and there are animals just right outside of the windows. As you're kind of approaching the restaurant, you get uh, going through the hallways of the DVC resort there, you do get views, and there were there were animals out and about settling down for the night when we finished our dinner. We were a little bit in our rush to get to dinner, but uh, both of those certainly are unique views. Um, I mean, who can say they stay at a resort that has a, that overlooks the savanna with zebras and giraffes and, and all sorts of animals? Yeah, and that's I do want to put Animal Kingdom Lodge on on here too with uh, with the Savannah View rooms. I, I've I've got my eye on a two bedroom uh, Savannah View for for the next trip because I I think that's really the only way that I could justify going down to Disney and spending a lot of time in the room is is having that Savannah View. I I agree with that. I think that that's the perfect way to do it if you want to drop that cash. And I know that right now most people might not want to drop that cash especially with the, the park experience. But anyway, so guys, we have one more attraction on the list. And then we have something else that, um, you know, I might consider an attraction. Um, but I'm going to let you guys talk about it. Which Do you all want to go to Disney Springs or do you want to go back to the Magic Kingdom? Let's you go to the, the way. Tom, let's go to the Magic Kingdom and talk about one of your all-time favorite rides. Yeah, Dumbo. I mean, you know, not a super not a super high view, but if you're looking for a view for your for your kiddos, Dumbo has a pretty good view of Fantasyland. Um you know, they've they've obviously moved it from where it was when I was a, a kid. Well, I don't say moved it. They've added added an additional uh, additional Dumbo and it's been years since I've actually hopped on a ridden Dumbo. Maybe that's something I do before the annual passes in, but Dumbo gives you a halfway decent view as well. I have not ridden the Dumbo at Magic Kingdom in, God, I, I couldn't tell you how long. Although I will say it, Dollywood has their own flying elephants. I did ride the flying elephants at Dollywood. Well, it's not Dumbo. Uh, it looked a lot like Dumbo. <laughs> couldn't couldn't be. It was it was dumb. It was not Dumbo. It was Dimbo. I think is what they called it. So did you, know. you have a um, did you have Cinderella's royal carousel or Pr- Prince Charming's royal, <laughs> royal carousel right next to it? Gotta avoid, gotta avoid that uh, that copyright claim or the trademark claim, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cinderella's <laughs> royal 
carousel <laughs> right next door. Um, yeah, but but you, I mean, would you say that the flying carpets of Aladdin have uh, have good views of of Adventureland? Not really, because it just you have the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse that just blocks everything. And it's not like you get a view of Pirates of the Caribbean or even the Jungle Cruise, really. You know, you can kind of see the, the entrance in Jungle Cruise, but you really don't get to see anything else. Um, well, you you can also see the Dole Whip stand, too. So. That's true. Some, for some people, that might be the best, the best be view on the it. trip. Um, so the the Aerophile? The Aerophile? How do y'all pronounce that one? I don't think I've done this one in Disney Springs. I think Aerophile. I thought aerophile too, but sometimes, you know, I like to be fancy with my pronunciations. Like rigatoni. Can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> this is one I have not done, but they charge about 20 to 25 bucks a person. So, I, I mean, you go up 400 feet, 30, at one point, 30 people per lift. I don't know what they're doing today at Disney Springs, but that one, um, you see it going up all day. You can actually see it from some theme parks. You can see it up in the air. And so that is, uh, that's probably a pretty good view. The, the the last one I'm going to combine into two because it's views for fireworks in general. You know, I think to start, Ohana as a restaurant has a fantastic view of the Magic Kingdom. And it's really cool to be in there when the fireworks do happen. They pump in the music, they turn the lights down, and it's great to have a window seat in that scenario. But there are other areas to see fireworks as well. Grand Floridian is certainly one. Polynesian, as I mentioned, contemporary. Um, California Grill would, would fall in that category. You can see them from the monorail. You can see them from the Beach Club. You can see Hollywood Studios from the Beach Club. Uh, the bridge kind of between Boardwalk and Beach Club. You can you can get a peek at, at both Hollywood Studios and Epcot's fireworks. So those are – I rattled off a quick list there, but those are a lot of different places where you can you can view the fireworks from from unique views. Well, let me ask let me ask you this. What, what are your – so we'll we'll go park by park here. What what obviously when we had fireworks, what were your go to spots for fireworks? So Magic Kingdom. I'm a I'm a traditionalist. I'm Main Street, dead in the middle. Your Main Street. See, I like over towards. Uh, what's the restaurant right before you get into Tomorrowland? On the, the side over there. No 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 no. If you're if you're walking on that Cos- kind of on the bridge to Tomorrowland, Cosmic on Rays? the right side of the castle. Cosmic Rays. Is that Tomorrowland Terrace? Is that yeah, Tomorrowland that's where the Terrace? That's what it yeah, Tomorrowland Terrace. I, I'm I'm more over there. What about what about um? I guess it wouldn't work. Matt, what about out. you? That that was the parade for you. Um, if I had my 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 perfect spot, it would be on on um Splash Mountain like we talked about earlier. But no, I'm definitely Main Street, smack dab in the middle of everything. Um, I might actually work myself, you know, halfway down Main Street so I can get out of the park a little sooner if I want to, because it's just very congested if you try and pack yourself up around, um, around the um, the castle. All right, what about what about at Epcot? Epcot, I think you're pretty much fine anywhere in the World Showcase and just looking out over the water. Do you have a special place, Pete, where you take the wifey? I, I like I like the Germany Pavilion. It's not a bad I, option. I think, uh, I think the Germany Pavilion is my go-to. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much anywhere in the world showcase. All right, and then Hollywood Studios, I guess, is the only other one. I mean, is I there? Mean, a, it really doesn't seem like there's a lot of options at Hollywood Studios. I mean, I'm I'm just wanting instead of fireworks, I just want to have a spot in Fantasmic. Fair. Well, did we knock out all the views? What about you, Tom? 
Did you say anything? I think I'm good. Guys, that was a lot of views. And I think that's just one thing that reminds everyone that Disney is a, a great place to check out some scenery, you know, see some awesome, awesome shows like the fireworks and Fantasmic and just have a blast and take in the scenery. Put your phone down, spend some time, you know, out in the world and in the happiest place on earth. All right. Well, Tom, let's go to the uh, secret and trivia question uh, for the week. So secret of the night. Did you know Epcot's the land pavilion? which houses, you know, Soren and Living with the Land, also has some design secrets within its walls. The building itself is shaped like a volcano, and a large-scale mosaic lasting the entire length of the entryway is intended to look like layers of lava and stone within a proper. Both intricate designs are mirror images of each other, save for one intentional flaw, a single tile that's said to be the muralist birthstone. You can look closely near the entrance doors, and you will spot it. Trivia question of the week. Uh, trivia question of last week. We asked you how high uh, by feet and um, does the fire rock geyser erupt and how often does it erupt? So it's 120 feet of water into the air and it erupts every hour from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Going to the trivia question of this week. What Disney World resort can you take a free Imagineering tour at? So there's one, to my knowledge, there's only one Disney World resort where you can take a free Imagineering tour at. You can tweet us at WW Podcast or email us at mendoww at gmail.com. So before we go for the night, I have a question for you guys. And this has been bothering me since our Disney trip. And I had a conversation with, 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 the, uh, with the bartender at uh, Boathouse about this, and she didn't have a really good answer for me. So I'm going to ask you guys. The Rainforest Cafe at Disney Springs is shaped like a volcano that erupts. What does a volcano have to do with the rainforest? I don't know the answer. Huh. What I will say, if they have a volcano there, we should have a Moana attraction there. Don't really care about the rest of it, but <laughs> maybe you can change that into a Moana attraction. Or, or a Moana restaurant. Know, just... Whatever you want to do. I think that, you know... As we've said before, if Disney listens to this, I mean, I'll clearly be the first person they hire. But after that, I mean, Pete, you have good thoughts. And then, Tom, you spend way too much money there, so they're going to keep you as a as a customer. That's fair. So if you guys have any answer for me, what volcanoes have to do with the rainforest, I'd, I'd love to hear us. Tweet us, email us, give us a shout out. Let me know, because I'm, I'm confused. Our, the bartender at Boathouse used to said she used to work there and she didn't have a good answer for me. So anything else for tonight, guys? No, I'm good. All right, that's all for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at MendoWDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>